self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. You ain't nobody special. It's too early in the morning. I couldn't think of this. <laughs> so we're doing this show real early because I'm about to go out of town. And so we're trying to get, you know, this show done. So if we're lacking the energy, it's because it's the morning time. And my voice sounds a little different. It's because... This Alabama sickness is, I think, finna get me the way it got her. It, it get her every time, but it, it's it, get me a lot, but I think it's finna get me. And it's not my fault. You didn't get it from me. How you know? Because you did get it from me. How you know? I just know. Those aren't my germs. That's you don't know that. I do know. It's not my germs. You just assuming. No, it's not my germs. As slow as this thing has developed, this could have came from anywhere at any time. And but, seven days ago, sound like it might have. But that's how it been did. the origin story. Because now I got, I've relapsed, <laughs> and my cough that came back. It's a slow shit. Like whatever it is, it's slow to come on, and you can't get rid of this shit. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm, get rid of that motherfucker. Good luck. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I could be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and hit us up that way. I think we only have one letter this week. We do. All right. This is from Cat Jack. Sorry. Don't we finna deal with that cough? The moose. That's he said what I sound d- like a moose. <laughs> Her cough sound like a moose when she She got this loud <laughs> cough thing. It sound like not the cough itself. Some of it do, but this laugh cough thing is <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I mean, timing couldn't have been better. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cat Jack. We should just name the show Two Sick Niggas this week. <laughs> <laughs> you sicker than me, though. I am. Because I haven't had it longer. This shit is like, it's like student loans. You think you pay it down, and then you look at your balance, and it's like, God damn, I ain't nowhere near paying this shit off. Your DNA, your DNA pool also determined that you was just going to be sick a lot of your over your whole life. I have a really weak immune system. Part of it is because I have fibromyalgia and it's like an autoimmune thing. I just always, I, I almost had to repeat third grade because I got chicken pox and it fucked me all the way up. Like kids get chicken pox and you stay out a little while. You go, I like got sick as fuck when I had chicken pox. So I missed like three weeks of school. But I was smart enough where they, they didn't hold me back. But Me and my brother barely get sick. And I legit go back and think of all the shit my grandma used to make us do she used to make us drink cod liver oil take flintstone vitamins and this was back in the you know late 80s early 90s so ain't no telling what kind of experimental shit flintstones was putting in them in them them pills so nasty they were so like chalky grainy something that they were horrible we had to take them. And I guess they thought kids was going to think it was fun because they were shaped like the fucking Flintstone. But when it tastes like dirt, 
Like, <laughs> it ain't exciting no more. Like, I hated taking them shit. Well, my grandma, my grandma was so slick, man. Anytime, because when we, she first started to get us to take them, mm-hmm. we wouldn't take them. It's like we would throw them away and stuff. And somehow she would always know. It don't matter how we did it. If we put it under the napkin, I, I don't know how she knew. I guess <laughs> she's an adult. So I imagine the time that it would take to chew and all that stuff. We didn't know how to calculate all that. The only thing I didn't try is hiding it between my butt cheeks. I can't. Why would <laughs> What you mean? You weren't in prison. Who thinks of that? Don't nobody but people in prison. All I was trying shit. to do was not eat the Flintstone vitamin. But why did that seem extreme? I'm just saying I've tried other, every other way of getting rid of except it except for for that. For, for that. <laughs> and I don't know if that would have worked. Because <laughs> if I she would have still believed that I didn't do it, I said, where is it? Where is the pill? And I pulled it from between my butt cheeks. Then now I have a different life. I probably start getting beatings from that moment. You know how old people deal with gay, gay oh, kids, God, yeah. gay grandkids. Jesus. I would be getting beat. Yep. Soon as she tell granddaddy, you begin putting all kind of shit. Too. Exactly, my Boy, life would be way different. Yeah. I probably would end up gay. <laughs> <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> Hell no. Cat Jack. <laughs> Sorry, Cat. <laughs> this is my first letter. I love the show. You get me through my early mornings and my work commutes, so thank you. I want to start by saying that although I agree with a lot of Mr. On Point says, there are times where I'm like, um, no, not at all. Then Red comes and says exactly what I'm thinking. I enjoy your co-host dynamic. Yay. I also want to comment on the lotion topic. I'm guilty of not telling grown people when they're ashy. If I see them, I know you see it, and you may even see me seeing it, but you're grown enough to make the decision that you don't care about being ashy, and so I'm not going to care enough to tell you, particularly if you're in the comfort of your own home. Now, if your feet are ashy, for instance, and you're about to walk out the door with me, then it becomes an us issue. (laughs) We are now a unit, and your ash is my ash, and people would think, now why she let him, her, walk out like that? Now I'm a bad friend, family member, or partner. Furthermore, if I saw a lady friend, Ashley, I'd probably offer her lotion because this is such a rare occurrence that I'd be concerned, and I'd assume they'd appreciate me noticing their drying offering to help. I know I would appreciate it, but an Ashley guy is more common, so I don't feel prepared to do the same unless I know that he usually isn't dry. But if I see that you're just regularly Ashley and don't give a fuck, then I won't bother. Side note, Gold Bond is the best lotion. I don't know why I always thought Gold Bond was something for old people. Because the commercials uh, used to be really catered towards that, but uh, they make different kind of lotion. I've been on the Aveeno train personally myself because I have um, eczema, and so you know, like I get patches of really dry skin. And the Aveeno Gold Bond makes a, a cream specifically for that, but the Aveeno has helped. So, but yeah, Gold Bond was catered. I mean, it was marketed towards old people, like the commercials. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> One more thing. I have to comment on this topic being that I'm bisexual. Bisexuals in the LGBTQIA community are generally frowned upon. If I tell a lesbian that I'm bisexual, she'll be hesitant to give me a chance. Most lesbians don't date bisexuals, period. The stereotype is that we don't know what we want. Girls were hurt by a girl who left them for a guy or didn't take their relationship as seriously, so now there's resentment towards us all. I just find it funny how women I call themselves how women I know call themselves lesbian end up with a man or a baby by one. 
I personally rather date someone who is truly themselves than someone who claims not to like the opposite sex, but it turns out that they do. Some people just choose to not identify with a label, but I'm bisexual by definition, and I choose to advocate for us. That being said, I have not had the same experience with men. They seem to be more accepting of my sexuality. Because they're pigs. And speaking of <laughs> definitions, if you're sexually attracted to the opposite sex, then you're gay. That's as simple as it gets. If you're sexually attracted to both sexes, then you're bisexual. I think she meant the same sex. If oh. you're sexually attracted to both sexes, then you're bisexual. No, before that. If you're sexually attracted to the opposite sex, then you're oh yeah, yeah. to the same the sex, same then you're sex. gay. Yeah. Um, if you're attracted to both sexes, then you're bisexual. A man who has sex with a man but isn't sexually attracted to men is not gay. He could do the act by force, confusion, or loneliness without actually being attracted to men. A man who has sex with a woman but is not sexually attracted to women but is to men is not straight. If a man who was sexually attracted to men when he was 20 but not now when he's 40, then he was gay but now he's not. Now he's just saying he's not attracted to them but he really is, then he's gay slash bisexual and lying. And for some reason, it's common to call women who like women straight if they say they'll never be in a relationship with another woman. Girl, you're bi. Also, avoiding wet leaves is weird. (laughs) Additionally, The Notebook is my favorite movie. Great synopsis. One more thing. My career is based on the fact that people can change. So depending on the detrimental impact that a person has made due to their behavioral choices, I believe they should be forgiven. For example, Kevin Hart for the gay remarks, but not for the adultery. (laughs) Cat Jack. (laughs) So... Um, through this random occurrence, because this all started with like a conversation I had with Cole Jackson that I brought on the show, I've learned a lot about um, bisexual folks more than what I knew. Um, so, and I appreciate both her and uh, Mike from the UK because they both shared their experiences. I kind of knew that about um, the. about bisexuals in the LGBTQ community Uh, because I've had some clients that were bisexual who discussed that because oh yeah they're frowned upon which is so weird to me Um, (laughs) but they are by like uh, full on lesbians or gay men Um, so that's always been very interesting to me it's just so funny it's like no matter what you are there are going to be other groups of people that you're going to have a problem with. Like, I got a client who is Panamanian and white, and she said, I, I'm just, I was very surprised to find out that, at least for her family, Panamanians think that Mexicans are, like, the worst shit ever. Like Puerto Ricans, too. Puerto, it's just, so, so it's like, no matter what group you are in, there's going to be, like, an adversarial relationship with some other group. It's just funny to me how how humans work um i know the wet leaves thing is weird i i acknowledge and and accept that but it is <laughs> i still i parked in the front of your building again like i'm gonna just do that from now on because i'm not walking on them shits and like it keep fucking raining so they're continuously wet and i'm just not even gonna bother no more that's weird i can't i can't deal with it um i told you women knew about the notebook so women have already decided what they would do in the in the case of somebody having um, dementia and not remembering. Uh, anybody that's seen the Notebook have had to think about that for themselves because it it you know it makes you think like what would I do if my significant other couldn't remember me no more? 
While I was reading, you said guys are pigs. Oh, yeah. I did. You stay dragging me into your I'm bullshit, not, I'm huh? <laughs> Goddamn. Like, how much price? I guess I got to pay the price. Not every man, but it's. But see, I can't say that, though. What? I can't say not not all of us. <laughs> I can't say that because if I say that now, I just look like a dickhead. <laughs> but it's not all of y'all. But I will say I have met some ridiculously homophobic men, and their homophobia only only applies to gay men because lesbians or bisexual women is is ooh. Who she like, girl? Like it's a whole fucking different thing, and it's like my nigga, that's still they're homosexual, like or they're like it's still different. But that's because the true inherent reason that men have an issue with homosexuality is because it challenges what we call masculinity. Yeah, femininity don't have a, a stake in that battle at all. Yeah, I mean, feminine men define like if you're gay, you're feminine to men <laughs> yeah you know what i'm true. saying yeah so it's like all that's on the same rung if you're a woman that dates a woman that's just still all in the umbrella of feminine feminine stuff mm -hmm. it, it ain't it's not challenging what we are told to uphold as men like i told you earlier if my my granddaddy or grandmama would have <laughs> suspected that i was gay I don't know what would have happened, but it wouldn't have been good for me. They would have did what Kevin Hart said in them tweets. He yeah, he's going to bust him in the head, bust me in with the head the with a dollhouse, house. but I wouldn't have a dollhouse. My granddaddy was already, he was a coach. Mm -hmm. So he was already. Hyper-masculine. Not, well, he was hyper-masculine, but like, not overt. Like my granddad, it was the kind of dude that commanded respect by how he existed. Like. Mm -hmm. The way that he stood, mm -hmm. the way that he spoke, he didn't have to say no hyper masculine shit. He just, he just was a man, mm -hmm. a manly dude. Because, but you, because the the grandparents that I meet today, they so it's like they have to show the world that they are masculine. Yeah, and to me, that's like a that's like that alpha male shit. Mm -hmm. It's like there is alpha male, and there is like um. Fucking perpetrating alpha, like yeah. alpha male, an actual alpha male, don't got to do shit yep. special. He just get followed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you even if you just think about the tribes and packs, they don't. The biggest line don't have to be like, "Hey everybody, I'm a mer." Like Scar, Scar wanted to be the alpha, yeah, he but he that shit he won. Nope. Mufasa <laughs> was just that nigga. That's just how it was. <laughs> That's how it was. He. Mufasa didn't do nothing special. He didn't yearn for power. He was just, he just had that, that component. Yeah. But you got a whole bunch of dudes out here who was just, they got a show that they match. Like, Let's arm wrestle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's usually to cover up some kind of insecurity. Like my, um, my cousin is dating a guy who she kept, before I met him, she kept saying like, he's so arrogant. He's so, he's such an alpha male. And I met him and I was like, that nigga insecure as fuck. What are you talking about? Like, no, he ain't. I was like, that he perpetrating as fuck. It, there's nothing secure in him having to constantly say he's this and he's that. Like, he that's insecurity to me. So she was buying it. Like, she was like, oh, he's so he's so arrogant and he's so, I'm like, no, he ain't. He is extremely insecure in who he is. Um, part of that is because I saw like he 
he has a, he's a he's mixed. He has a family of very attractive people, and he's like the least attractive person. And he used to be chubby, and so I think that that garnered some insecurity in him. And he ain't chubby now, but you know how that stuff just kind of unless you process through it, it, it just stays with you. So like his answer to that was once he lost weight to just be you know he became a police officer, and he he talked about his um all the things he used to do in the streets before he became a police officer. And it's like, first of all, <laughs> he talking about how he used to deal drugs and shit. He wouldn't be no fucking police officer if that was the case. Because ain't nobody going to go from the fast money of drug dealing to $35,000 a year. He probably over-exaggerating. He probably sold his fucking anxiety medications twice. Well, now his family is hood as fuck. His mom, his brother... And his sister in and out of the jail up there all the time. So they they bout that life. That means his mama sold his anxiety medicine two, <laughs> two or three times. That's what that means. Yeah. They about that life. He ain't. There's nothing. But my cousin is very suburban, right? So she don't. She hasn't really had access to, like, actual hood people. So, like, if somebody, like, says they're hood, she buys it. And, I like, when I met him, I was like, who gonna buy drugs from this nigga? He looked like a narc. Like, he looked like somebody who set you up. I don't know if you've seen those videos of, uh, it's a guy, um, pretending that he got a wire on. And he's like, so, um, today we are here to talk about the cocaine that we sell. <laughs> and so everybody's like, the fuck? He's like, Jimmy, you sold the most cocaine this month. So tell us. About it. <laughs> like, I've seen that. It's fucking hilarious. But he that dude. So yeah, I can see the whole perpetrating being alpha. Like alpha males don't have to say the shit. Man, that's what I was saying. Like about my granddad. Like he just. Exists. That nigga sitting on the porch just cutting the apple just. That shit just look like some shit a grown man supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that, you don't have that. It's just some people that ain't meant to be alphas. Big dick energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, some people ain't meant to have it. So, if if that was, I don't know what would have happened. You know, considering that he wasn't that hyper-masculine and didn't have to overcompensate mm -hmm. for things that he didn't feel was masculine. Yeah. But I tell you now, my mama would have prayed Pray all the demons out of my booty. She <laughs> You'd have been doused in oil. I don't know. She used oil. <laughs> she used oil. She put a little cross on her head she while she's speaking in tongues in the kitchen. Pulled the whole bottle over your head. It'd have been bad. You'd have been oily. You wouldn't have been ashy, though. And, and you know what? This made me think of a situation. This dude we used to know, my mama had a friend named Gloria. And Gloria used to bring her son, Donnell, over to the house. And Donnell was like the equivalent of hyper-masculine for a little boy. Mm -hmm. And he was always like, let's wrestle. And always like, you know, I can pick you up. And so that's a bad combination for a kid that don't really understand physics and gravity and all of that shit quite <laughs> oh, you yet. you weren't capable of picking it. So <laughs> let me tell you what he did. He said, I bet I can pick you up. My brother said, no, you can't. He went all the way down and picked my brother up by his knees oh. and picked him all the way up. And my brother fell straight forward on with him. no leverage. No, not on him. Like, imagine imagine picking Donnell picking him straight up and my brother's knees being up the way his oh, shoulders is. So he just and my brother fell played. straight forward, making an L, and he hit the arm of the chair. Boom. Shit. Straight mouth. Knocked out his two oh, bottom teeth. Blood everywhere. 
Now, what a normal parent would do is automatically pack everybody up in the car. We need to go to the hospital to make sure to see the extent of this damage. Yeah. She just put oil on us and started praying and prayed an hour before we took JD to the hospital. That's See, that's that kind of shit. What? I don't, I don't know, man. That's That's Christian logic. Jesus. <laughs> Unless you're a Christian that doesn't have that logic, then no offense. But my mama was clearly, if you haven't been able to tell by all of this, like extreme Christian <laughs> in that sense. Like I'm talking about we going to pray for my brother mouth. We eventually went to the hospital. <laughs> but why wouldn't that? Like do that shit in the car. And we going to pray. as fuck. Because you, I, the pain that he must have been feeling – like if we don't get something to hurt, because this ain't helping the pain. Wait, it didn't knock his teeth out. What happened was his bottom teeth went through his whole bottom what? of his lip. He Damn. had to get stitches. Okay, still hurt, <laughs> a lot of pain. <laughs> and you sit here praying. I'd have been mad. <laughs> I'd have been so upset. That's the same reason she mama would take her bill money and and make sure she paid her tithes before she paid the bills, because God will take care of you if you pay your tithes. It's it's a flawed system. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> that that ten percent thing is is flawed if you don't know how to manage your money. Let's talk about this ashy thing. I don't understand. I just don't understand ashy dudes, and here's why. I get that you're not supposed, like you're not expected to be like soft and smooth like women are, but like, why would you want to be ashy? Like, why would that be okay? Want to is a very strong way of putting it. If you do want to, if it. you choose not to put no damn lotion on, then you want to be ashy. No, that, it don't work like that. <laughs> it does. You're subsequently ashy because you don't put lotion on. Because you don't put lotion on don't mean you want to be ashy. But it's an easy fix. No, it's not necessarily. What you mean? The lotion's right there. You just squeeze some of your hand, rub it off. Maybe lotion ain't right there. Why would lotion not be right there? Because it was not built into a whole bunch of men that lotion was important for them. My mama ain't care about me putting on no damn lotion when I'm finna run outside. Mama anyway, did. that's because your mama is your mama and my mama is my mama. <laughs> and I'm sure that there are things that your mama cared about with you that she didn't care about with your brothers. True, but the action is what she wanted you and family. Well, I'm house. just saying, <laughs> on the scale of what a lot of parents are concerned with when it comes to their boys, I just don't know the scale of which they care about lotion. My boys, if I had sons, is not finna, you gonna put on lotion. This is Clearly. gonna be important to you. Clearly. And that, that means you're gonna have lotion on hand. <laughs> because... I didn't. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that had anything to do with my mama's understanding of it. Maybe she didn't care because we didn't have, but like. Did she lotion herself? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We did not spend a lot of time with my mama because my mama was there, but she worked third shift. So when we grandma? was when we were asleep, she was working. Okay. And when she got off of work, we went to school. And when we got home from school, she was asleep. That is the cycle. That is the fucking from twelve or from first grade all the way to me being a senior. Mm -hmm. Except for when I was in high school, we we gambled every night at home. 
At a certain point, we got to stay there by ourselves. We didn't have to go to our grandma's house to sleep. What you mean you gambled? We gambled. We played dominoes. Uh, <laughs> like 15 people at my house. What? <laughs> after mama went to work. So 10 o'clock. That's hilarious. So she was around, and my grandma next door, nah. I don't even I don't even recall ever seeing lotion in their house. That's so weird to me. The only person who gave a damn about lotion was my grandmama, uh, my daddy's mama. Mm -hmm. And the only time we ever saw her was when we was going to visit my pops in jail. And that wasn't even about us because we took a shower at home the night before. Mm -hmm. So we never put on lotion there. We just put lotion on her legs. My mama would roast the shit out of my brothers. Like if they thought they was going to leave the house ashes, she would roast them. Like... <laughs> Uh, I had to learn the hard lesson. I had to get roasted at school and realize the importance of lotion. That's what I was saying. I learned through getting my ass cooked at school that lotion was important. But at that point, it was still no purpose of lotion being places that you don't see. But isn't it itchy? No. I itch if I'm dry. It didn't itch? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. I don't know. It's weird to me because I guess lotion has always been a part of my get ready routine. That it's just weird to me when I see people ask I'm like, "What the fuck are you?" You done made for? because you you use so much lotion. You done made your skin sedity. <laughs> Now, now every time you don't have lotion, your skin be like, oh, you got me out here like a fucking peasant. I'm finna itch on your ass, so you'll put some lotion on. My skin is like, nigga, what were you doing today? Like, let's go run on some coals, nigga. Like, I don't care what you want to do. Do it barefoot. I be like, no, no, I'm civilized, but we won't put no lotion on, though. You know, made your skin fucking all fucking bougie and shit. That's what happened. Yeah, because if I forget to put like if I forget to put on lotion, it's not gonna be on the places that you can see. But like I lotion it when I get out of the shower, and then sometimes it don't translate into the morning. So I'll be at work like itching like shit. Like damn, I should have put lotion on. My skin don't be having it. It's not. It's just it don't be having it, man. I feel like you can do without lotion. You can do without like people in general can do without lotion. It's some shit you can't do without. You can't do without soap. You can't do it without deodorant, but lotion. But you know that people have chronically dry skin. So for people who have your skin gonna start cracking and shit, and it's painful. Like, well, you got a condition. What? <laughs> you a fucked up person already. You you ain't like the you ain't the baseline template. <laughs> if you got uh -huh. chronically dry skin, your skin is the opposite of bougie. Your skin live in the third world country. <laughs> like that that don't count. They don't give a fuck about lotion. They just want some milk to drink. <laughs> water a meal today i just i don't know i don't know it's so weird even like people in africa they use shea butter like they lotion up like no they don't they use shea butter where you think shea butter come from they don't use they use shea butter the same way they use cocoa they fucking harvest that shit and send it to america <laughs> they don't i watched a documentary about africans who harvest chocolate ain't never tasted chocolate in their life. Yeah. So I'm just saying they they send that cocoa butter over here. <laughs> so for all them butters that come from Africa, <laughs> I'm just not certain that they put them on themselves. 
I don't. Well, how would they how do you it? even get shea butter? Like, what the hell is a shea? It's from a nut, ain't it? So what they do is they go deep into the jungle where these trees that got these nuts damn near killing themselves, avoiding snakes. How do they know that you can rub it on your skin? They had to, somebody had to have done this at some point and be like the same shit. way that they know that you can make chocolate in the chocolate bars. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they just send that shit to America or Europe and let us do the shit. And then they never see the fruit of their labels. Oh, Jesus. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. They had black soap and all kind of shit. It'd be sad if they don't use these things. I, you think that they send the black soap bar wrapped up in a package that say black soap from Africa? You could get, no, I, you could get raw black soap that ain't like nicely packaged. I bet they ain't washing their ass with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fucking National Geographic magazine? You do know that there are other people in Africa that are not in the tribes, though. Like, those people probably use the So we're talking about regular people then? They're, but they're in Africa. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, Mozambique. <laughs> I know. Help us out. Hey, y'all tell us about lotion in Africa. <laughs> and black soap. I don't know. How important is lotion in Africa? That's so funny. I feel like, I feel like if you look at evolution, I feel like a culture who has to exist in the sun has skin that is a lot more resistant to the things that we use lotion and other things to protect ourselves from in places where we don't have that. I mean, I guess. I would feel like we have something built in that protects us from lotion. Um, but we it's not as strong for us. But when you talk about Africa, I feel like they might be all right with that shit. They might not need no lotion like that. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about the process. <laughs> Any other comments for Cat Jack? Um, nah. The bad thing, I think I got everything out about that. But like I said, this every time we have a dialogue or somebody send us a letter in, it it adds depth. Yeah. To my understanding of it, like you were saying, which I appreciate. These are the conversations like I like to have these conversations because a lot of you know it, it clarifies a lot of things and so your perspective this is how your perspective shifts getting more information about something that you may not have a ton of information on is how your perspective is able to shift but if you are unwilling to listen to people and get that other information then yeah you're gonna be stuck in the way that you think so uh, i appreciate conversations like this i love when people you know, because it's never meant to be offensive. Anything that I say um, is not meant to be offensive. And so if somebody comes along at any point and says, hey, what you said, I didn't agree with because of blah, blah, blah. I'm willing to sit down and listen because I know that I don't know a lot about a lot. <laughs> so my perspective can always shift. So thank you, Kat. Same, same for me. I think it's, you know, just different ways of looking at the same mm -hmm. situation you know and it made me it do make me think of a, a friend i had have had who um who was by and he said that he just don't get no respect yeah from neither they don't get no side. respect from anybody mm -hmm. you know 
and it's just crazy that there's this scale that we exist upon when it comes to sexuality mm-hmm. and I think I don't know how universal that idea is in terms of that but like pretty. if you're not on one of the extreme sides of it then I think that's pretty universal and I think a lot of it has to do with religion most religions I mean I can't think of one where it's not where it's okay where homosexuality bisexuality is okay I think a lot of people their perspective about sexuality gets molded through their religion because whether you Christian whether you Muslim whether you Jewish like all of those religions the main religions have issue with homosexuality so I think a lot of that comes just from religion in general because anybody listening that knows of a religion that's accepting of it please let me know (laughs) i can't think of one that would be so i think that has a lot to do with it especially here in the u.s but around the world like again is you know i had a my i had a gay friend who was married and his husband was stationed in afghanistan and he could never go visit him because that shit is you can get killed over there for being gay you know what i'm saying so like I wouldn't even say it's just here. It's that is a pretty across the board thing, and I think a lot of it has to just do with religion. Because had that never had it not been in so many of these texts and so many of these religions, I just don't know that people would have naturally formed these aversions to homosexuality. Had they not been told from the beginning of time that it was wrong, <laughs> or the beginning of religion, I guess. All right. So let's thanks. answer your question. Who question? LGBT affirming denominations. Okay. Levian Satanism. Oh nigga. Theistic <laughs> Satanism. Oh nigga. Pastafarians. Pastafarians. Mm-hmm. The fuck is that? You don't know what that is. I know what a Rastafarian is. Oh my goodness. So Pastafarian is this religion who wanted to test. The or, the original person who created it wanted to test the bounds of our culture's ability to accept another person's religion. It started off with a person wanted to, wanting to wear a colander on the top of their head for their license photo. So they said that they were apostophorian. And so they, it's not real. Well, it's real now. <laughs> it's real now. I mean, okay, a but it's a of, it's a newer religion, I guess. Is, yeah, it's okay. a newer religion, but. They people who consider themselves pastafarian can wear that on, on their head for their license now. All right, but them <laughs> Raelians, I don't know what that is Unitarian Universalism, Wiccans, Voodooism, and Epicureanism. Damn, Epicureanism. Now Unitarian, yes, because I know that they a lot of uh, gay people go to those churches because they're accepted. They remove it. it uh, those churches remove the deities. And a lot mm-hmm. of the inflammatory dialogue from any doctrine so that you might have anybody from any faith there mm-hmm. at those kind of churches. So not a lot because none of those are going to have a, a large percentage of the world population in them. And ain't nobody finna go be a part of their faith just to say my faith accepts. Exactly. So like you don't go from just <laughs> being upset that the world don't accept you as gay to going and worship Satan so that you can get some <laughs> fucking validation. So yeah, so I really think religion has a lot to do with that because the 
the main the major world religions that most people are a part of you know like the muslim christian it's not okay and so that shapes a lot of people's viewpoint and i think that's what a lot of the issue is is that the religions that people are a part of from the very beginning from the time that you born is telling you that being gay is wrong and you're gonna go to hell or you're not gonna get your virgins or, or whatever the fuck the case may be and so it kind of shapes people's ideas about how it's wrong or not acceptable and all of that shit but thank you cat jack for your letter appreciate you if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation car artists at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation car artists and send it to us that way um <coughs> and you know i don't get involved with back and forth you like to debate on social media platforms mm-hmm. i don't but every now and then it'll be a topic that i feel very strongly about and i will so i'm a part of this forum about lotion no not lotion part of this forum it's kind of like a gossip site but it's you know i go on there because i watch a lot of youtube and so they have a lot of like behind the scenes information on youtubers but they also do you know celebrities and so they there was a group that was discussing cardi b and offset so cardi b was pictured on vacation with offset who she said you know she was done with and there were women you know people like oh you know she's stupid i can't believe she went back and there were people in the group saying it's a marriage you know it's just it's different it's harder to walk away when you got a when you're married and you have a kid now here's my problem i don't give a fuck what cardi do cardi can stay cardi can go i don't really care my issue is and has always been because the game said something similar to that i you the the expectation or the guilt that people put on folks to stay in unhealthy ass relationships because you don't need to give up on your marriage pisses me off because i do not think that if she decided to walk away from this cheating ass nigga that she destroyed her family if anybody destroyed the family it was him for him having his community dick all over the place like this shit makes me mad and so it's not that i think she should leave or she should stay i just don't like people saying that she should stay just because they married because did the marriage matter when he was fucking bitches did culture matter the baby matter when he was like that shit just makes me so angry to hear people say that shit because it's stupid that don't make no sense like i'm forced to stay so that you don't say that i i, I destroyed my my situation i didn't destroy shit now if you want to stay because you just love that person and you want to work it out all right but to tell me i have to stay or people like the game that are like you know marriages used to last so much longer because people weren't willing to walk away no marriages used to last so much longer because women couldn't walk away because if you got 12 kids with uncle Bo, then it's a lot harder for you to walk the fuck away when you as a woman are not going to be able to find a job that's going to make enough for you to be able to take care of these damn children so you stay and you put up with him being a rolling stone and having all these damn outside kids that doesn't make it healthy and it doesn't mean that they wanted to stay you don't have to stay in shit now that you don't want to that's what the difference is it's not that people don't um care about marriage anymore is that i don't have to fucking stay with your cheating ass I don't have to wait for you to bring me an STD back because you out here fucking bitches. I don't have to do that. 
And if I choose not to do that, it, it's not my fault that our marriage was dissolved. You shouldn't have been out here fucking bitches. That shit, it, it just annoys me. <laughs> it, it irritates me so bad. So it's funny that you mention uh, men, uh, the game saying uh, back then relationships used to last longer. It reminded me of a thread I came across recently in which I shared my story. Oh, God. So let me read some of the stuff from this thread. Okay. Y'all really don't want women to act like they're elders. You think you do, but ask granddaddy about that scar on his stomach. Go ahead, ask. <laughs> Commence all of the people commenting on what their the women in their family did to the men in their family. My aunt stabbed, scalded, and shot her husband. Just saying, there's a whole other relationship history in the family some of y'all ignore. Goddamn. <laughs> My aunt shot and killed two men, never served a day in jail. My grandmother sliced up her husband because he hit her and then sent the local gang members to the hospital, and they threatened him with death if he told on them. God damn. <laughs> My great auntie down in South Texas had an abusive husband. He disappeared and she said he ran off to Mexico. When I was little, <laughs> she made an offhand comment about how fast the wild hogs and coyotes could take care of a body. Pretty sure he didn't die sipping margaritas. <laughs> I had a great aunt whose husband routinely beat her. One day after another beating, he was sleeping and she was ironing, so she very calmly took the iron and put it on his stomach. <laughs> I had a great uh, great grand auntie who waited for her abusive husband to pass out drunk, then pulled the bed sheet up around him, whip stitched it together, and then when it was sewn, when he was sewn up in the sheet, she beat the piss out of him with a cast iron cornbread skillet. God, do you know how hard cast iron is, yes. nigga? That shit is heavy as Imagine fuck. Imagine how, how much you flailing inside of a sheet <laughs> while you getting beat the shit out of him. And you can't figure out why you can't get and out the, the sheet. The part is you was passed out. You ain't even have no hope. <laughs> Same woman. She also killed one brother, a shot to the head, and his wife, five shots to the stomach, for bullying another brother who came back from World War I with pretty <laughs> severe PTSD, PTSD and chemical injuries. Defense, they needed killing. <laughs> Welcome to Tennessee. My grandmother hit her first husband in the face with an iron after he was out for three days just to come home and eat the steak she was cooking for herself. <laughs> but then don't play that. <laughs> The lady under there said, I got to admit, I'm mad about that steak like I cooked it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This next one is in the spirit of Al Green. My uncle's oh, ex-wife yeah. knew he had shellfish allergies. She caught him cheating with the woman that would become wife number two, calmly went to the kitchen to make her mama some gumbo with all of the shellfish, then threw the juice on his bars. <laughs> <laughs> what? My grandmother was rather um, healthy, and my grandfather was small, like Prince Small. Anyhow, she would pick him up and throw him. <laughs> <laughs> and the last person said, I'm glad I scrolled all through all of these comments to arrive here. <laughs> so, on this post, I shared my story about my grandmama. I remember. Abuse yeah. My granddaddy and pulling his gun and... Um, Pointed at him and you know like how just every man do in the movie. What you gonna do with that? <laughs> Bop! She shot his goddamn ass. <laughs> then she called the police and continued watching her story. <laughs> when the police got there, he ain't pressed charges. He was like, <laughs> in his head, I'm like, I can't believe this bitch shot me, but I respect him. Man. <laughs> I feel like that's how that went down. <laughs> but so I say all that to say. 
Be careful. Like, that shit come with some... It come with... <laughs> It's pros and cons to that old school relationship shit. It is. Like, you you ain't finna get away with shit like that. And back then, it wasn't... Like, back then, those days, it wasn't that domestic violence, both people going to jail shit. Oh, yeah. Either a man was going to jail, or when nothing happening to the woman. <laughs> that was the only two options. It don't matter what she did to your ass, the police will come to your house and laugh at you. They will laugh in your face. Boy, you let this woman do you like this, boy? Don't call her buddy shit no more. And then they'll leave. I forgot. I have, yeah, because my grandma did some shit like that. She, uh, she would, she knew that he was allergic to certain stuff. So, like, it, I guess it's like the girl who's, she didn't throw no juice on his balls, though. She would cook it into the food. <laughs> and he would have an allergic reaction. And she would know exactly why he was having an allergic reaction, but she didn't know what was going on. His <laughs> whole shit be swollen up, and she just be like, huh? "What did you like?" Eat the dude you was talking about with the wire on. What could have caused exactly. this? <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's get some Benadryl. Yeah. Oh no, we're out of Benadryl. <laughs> Basically, she fucking shit. Up. She well, always. Well, maybe you ate something. You came home. <laughs> No, he ate what you made him. <laughs> Swole his shit up. Swole it all the way up. And she would just sit back and be... Because my grandfather was mean as fuck. He just was mean to everybody. And my grandmother, like... I mean, she was super old school. She never learned how to drive. Like, she died still. Not, never know. Because she didn't have to drive. She It wasn't no reason for her to learn. So, she just never did. He, she, she had to depend on him to take her places and to take my mom and them places. So, she didn't want him dead, but... She punished him. <laughs> she punished him without him knowing she was punishing him. Listen. So, <clears throat> my perspective is you get what you asked for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she knew what this man was. And I'm not, you know, we in the business of, of people changing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not against believing that a situation or circumstance can happen that would change somebody uh, to not do things like that again. But they're going to be but for the next it's, bitch. It's definitely counseling. <laughs> it's not just him coming on bad because he looked like a damn fool coming on stage and doing all the stuff he did to try to get back in her good graces. Man, I'm sorry, that, bro. Who the fuck? And then he said, I ain't have sex with her. I was entertaining her. Like, uh. You splitting hairs here, brother. Like this, all of this is under the umbrella of shit you shouldn't do if you're married. I fully believe that people can change, and it's I, I would never say that my husband wasn't capable of changing. What I would say is that he gonna make them changes for the next bitch, because it ain't gonna be for me. But it go back to what I said <laughs> on the last podcast, where uh, cheating is not. A part of the ups and downs <laughs> of a marriage. It's, it's just not. not. That ain't something that you, the world should be convincing people to accept. Yep. And it just you know that defense you were talking about reminds me of the shit with the wall right now with with Donald Trump. Oh yeah. It's like Donald Trump won five billion dollars for a wall. The Republicans keep writing legislation to make the wall happen, mm -hmm. but it's clearly legislation that Democrats don't want. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they keep saying we 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 passed this legislation in the Senate. Now the Democrats they don't want to support it. So they're the reason that this shit is breaking down. It's because they want to accept this plate full of shit that we give them <laughs> to eat. It's like here. Here, eat this shit. We prepared it. It's delicious. <laughs> and Democrats is looking at like at, at a plate with shit on it and saying, we don't want that. And then they like, that's the reason they ass is starving. <laughs> because they won't eat this shit plate we got for them. You know what I'm so that defense reminds me of that. It's like, you know, Cardi B is being offered the shit plate by Offset. And people are saying, hey, no, Cardi B, eat the shit. <laughs> eat the shit. We not look, look. It ain't it ain't the best, but you won't starve to death if you eat it. <laughs> it's got nutrients. <laughs> exactly. Like, eat the shit. Hey. And you know what? Cardi B was like, you know what? I think I have a spoon. <laughs> hmm. I mean, <laughs> it is shit, but at least I get to eat the shit with offset. And let me make this clear because this was also something when I was going back and forth with people. I am in no way saying that everybody who gets cheated on should leave. I'm not saying that at all. You have to make that decision for yourself. What I am saying is that they should not be guilted into staying. If they want to leave, they should be allowed to leave without people saying, you ruining this family, you breaking up this relationship, your kid gonna uh, suffer because of this. She gonna suffer if I stay with her cheating-ass daddy too because then she gonna have a parent that's dead and one in prison. So fuck out of here. Like, So I'm, everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Everybody knows what they... Um, deal breakers are and cheating might not be a deal breaker for you it might be something you're willing to work through and i have no problem with that i, I mean as a therapist i have people i do couples counsel i have people come in that have had infidelity and they want to work past it and i'm not going to tell them you need to leave because she cheated on you no if that's what you want to do okay i my whole argument is just do not make people feel like they have to stay in a toxic unhealthy fucking relationship because just for the sake of it's a marriage or the kids like the fuck out of here because you need to keep that same energy when offset out here sharing his dick with everybody keep that same you don't need to be fucking up your relationship energy because it should not only come when and this is whether it's a man cheating or a woman cheating i feel the same way if a dude get cheated on by his girl he should not be forced and and the thing about it is society ain't gonna force him he ain't gonna get the same shit if if his wife cheat on him and he leave, people ain't gonna give him the same shit as they give women. They gonna understand why this nigga left his cheating ass wife. But a woman, oh, you you ruining the the family, you tearing down um black families. Like that was another thing. Like this, why we got so many single mothers. We got so many single mothers because we got fuck niggas out here having babies that they not taking care of. How dare you say that the whole reason why we have this situation in our community is because women won't stay with cheating-ass niggas? What? What the fuck? <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh, I can't stand that shit. This shit just irks my soul. <laughs> so did you see the video of Cardi B talking about, you know, her missing sex with Onset? Mm-hmm. Um, There's dick everywhere. I don't understand that either. <laughs> well, I think that there is... A genre of women who where sex when it comes to a, in a, a relationship mm -hmm. is just just on the top of the hierarchy it is I got and, and it's a whole bunch of men a whole bunch of men 
who who have crafted their sexual prowess to be what they're marketing for themselves is. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to focus on that extra shit, you know? So little transparency here. As far as sex, I'm average. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm average, maybe slightly above average. <laughs> but <clears throat> the other qualities that come along with me makes my shit increase. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. It, it, it make my whatever whatever I'm lacking. If if you want like a mandingo meat, you know what I'm saying. Whatever I'm lacking in that, I make up for that shit in other places, and that that brings more value to 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 me mm-hmm. in that in that way. The niggas who don't focus on that extra shit that bring you more value, the only value end up being found in they meat. And there's other things that could be found in they meat, which is why I don't understand why that would be. <laughs> that, but see, that ain't the way that a Cardi B is thinking. <laughs> a Cardi B ain't thinking about how she might get the Usher special. She is merely thinking about how it feels to be demolished, her words, by by his sex. That You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so stupid i just don't and i mean i don't really sex has never been a big deal to me like it's not something that you know i i've always been more focused on other aspects right and so i would never be a cardi b because i don't if if i don't care if you it's the best sex i ever had in my life if you a shit ass nigga like for me that's gonna surpass that because the thing is i'm not gonna be having sex i'm gonna be in your presence you know dealing with your bullshit more than i am gonna be having sex with you and so for me it's not worth that shit it's not worth me going through your phone and shit because it's not worth me having that in her case go back and forth with people on shade room or have people dming me about he doing this and like that ain't worth that shit to me like i don't that's a high price to pay for some dick is what i guess is what i'm saying good or bad i mean he can have the most amazing dick in the world but it's that's a highest price to pay that's your hierarchy you don't fall in that genre of women who have put the penis on a pedestal for <laughs> men who have a penis to put on the pedestal to fuck those women over Yeah, I whenever they get ready because Offset is the way he is because of the way he is like hey, unless he go to counseling to figure out what even caused him to have sex with and or entertain any women that he was with until he go figure that shit out it's gonna come back it's gonna happen again yeah. I mean and and for anybody saying, oh, they in the industry, he a, he a rapper, you know, she should know it's going to be groupies, then don't fucking get married. He should know it's going to be goddamn groupies, too. Again, that shit don't make no sense to me. Okay, so since she married a rapper, she should just be willing to accept him out here fucking people. How does that make sense? He know he a rapper, too, but he got married. But that's still also a representation of the misogyny that comes along with the industry because she's a rapper too, goddamn. <laughs> like it's, it's plenty of meats that she can drop the thing on if she wants to. I'm just saying it, it is. is. It is. You know why is that only focused on the side of the man? Like what would be the dialogue if she had sex 
with somebody. A hoe. She exactly. a hoe. She a trick. She a bitch. She be Everybody all of these negative things. Everybody Offset is leaving. Nobody wouldn't be saying that Offset is breaking up his family by nope. leaving. They wouldn't. The game specifically. First of all, game, you ain't never even married none of the bitches you done had babies with. So I already, you ain't nobody that need to even be given. You, you don't have a dog in this fight. But he is also talking out the side of his mouth about how you know this is why the families ain't sticking together but then he also the nigga that's out here doing bullshit like fucking folks and just making babies so it's like you don't really care about black families you don't because if you did then you would not be encouraging women to stay with a nigga who willing to do that because you do know that the kids are impacted by that i don't know why people act like you know they not but a kid seeing their daddy treat their mama like shit, whether it's a boy or a girl, is going to be impacted by that. A kid who realizes that they got a sibling the same age as them that's got a different goddamn mama, at some point is going to realize daddy was fucking around on mama. I got a sibling we a month apart, but we... <laughs> like, that has an impact on the family as well. So, like, I just... That shit, you miss me with all of that shit. So, again, I am not saying whether or not somebody should stay or go. I think that should be left up to them. But the decision should not be based off of, well, you're going to ruin the family if you leave. The bitch, bye. I mean, that, like I said, that's, that's what comes along with patriarchy, misogyny, and a man-led society. It ends up being men dictating how women should operate, but having no real standard for how they're supposed to operate. Like, men always talk about women being loyal. They always talk about uh, women breaking up the family in these instances. They always talk about women accepting the man back. What is the man supposed to do? Is the man just supposed to be, I mean, happy that he back? Yep. What is his sacrifice? Because the reality is you got to go do what you wanted to do, and you came back, and how are you paying for that? I don't, but, but that just plays into that idea that we gonna we gonna dictate how women exist out here that shit is look and then some of the women kept saying you only saying that because you ain't married you only saying that because you don't fucking know me <laughs> okay there is no way there's no way like that is a definitely a deal breaker for me off top it's not gonna happen i don't give a fuck how long we've been married no it's not acceptable. It's not okay. I'm not because the thing is, I'm gonna be the one have to do the work in this situation. You went and fucked somebody. Now I gotta do the work because now I gotta deal with my trust issues that that's gonna bring up. You know what I'm saying? Now I gotta try to process through these feelings, these insecurities, and shit. Like I gotta do all of that. Me, because you fucked up. No, Mm-mm. not my responsibility. You fucked up. You wanted to be out here fucking bitches. Now you free to go fuck anybody you want to. And I would not keep you from your kid. We're going to co-parent the shit out of this kid at this point. But that's all you're going to be is daddy. You're not husband no more. For sure. Fuck all that shit. But yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. So... Shogun from Government Name Podcast threw a topic out here for us to talk about since uh, they're not having a show this week. But check them out at the Government Name, Shogun and Cole Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, y'all get I a know chance. what you're going to say. Huh? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And uh, it's about a concept called a predate. <clears throat> um, I'm going to read what the uh, article says. 
Because apparently they're saying that this is the thing that dudes are doing now. Millennial dudes are doing now. You exchange contact information, chat for a week or two, and begin to feel a genuine connection with the person on the other end of the line. The anticipation of finally meeting up for a date slowly builds, so you set up a day and time to finally go out. In preparation, you go all out. Nails done, hair done, everything did. The air of romance and the potential to be briskly swept off of your feet and ride off into the distance with your knight in shining armor makes you feel like the next Meghan Markle. And then pause. He wants you to just come over and catch a vibe. This, ladies, is what's being labeled as the predate. The new but not so quite new way for a guy or girl to temperature check and fill you out with the goal of gauging whether or not you're quote unquote worthy of a real first date where real coins are spent. Simply put, it's testing the waters to see if he can get the goods without spending money and or making a real emotional or spiritual investment. You want to come over or have me come over to catch a vibe. You can catch this fade. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this whole concept makes no fucking sense. I'm not going to have a nigga that I've never met over to my house. Nor am I going to go over to the home of a nigga I've never met. If you're not willing to, at the very least, even go Dutch on the price of a coffee at Starbucks, we don't need to date. There is no way in fuck. I'm going to let you come over and catch a vibe. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, look, and I get it, okay? I know that men are expected to pay for dates, and it can be very expensive, and you going on a very first date and paying a lot of money out for some shit that might not work out, I fucking get it, which is why I'm down with coffee dates. Coffee dates, one, coffee is cheap as fuck. And if it's not a good connection, coffee don't last long. I go ahead and throw this coffee back and get the fuck out of here. Right? It ain't it's gonna be as long as like a dinner date where you gotta sit there and wait for the food to come out and then eat the food and then all of this shit. Like coffee is quick and easy and simple. Okay? But that is as far as I am willing to fucking go. If you text me, call me, talking about catching a fucking vibe. You finna catch this dial tone because I'm going to hang the fuck up on you and block you. And that's going to be the end of the fucking story. What kind of shit is that? Catch a vibe. Do you know how crazy people are these days? Red, <laughs> you, you are looking at this all wrong. Okay. You're looking at this as if the person who is trying to catch a vibe is actually trying to assess <laughs> whether you're somebody that they want to move forward in a dating. Let me tell you something about them same group of dudes that I was telling you about with pedestal meat. So, wait, we need to make shirts. Pedestal meat needs to be one of them. I just, I would love to walk around with that on and explain to people what it means. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so pedestal meat guys. They they have this whole set of tools, you know, and it's not like it's not like a the it's not like the relationship equivalent of a hammer, a <laughs> screwdriver, pliers, you know, your torque wrenches. Like it's not just general shit you may need. It's like it's a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> it's very specific shit. The kit you need to break into a house. Yes, it's so. very specific shit. And those same dudes, they feel like because all of their skills have been geared toward what they can do to get a woman, they feel like if I can just get her over here, <laughs> I, I'm i good. I If I can just get her here and she see what I, you know, the tools I got, my chainsaw, 
my fucking lockpick kit and my assassin's tools when she realized I got these she gonna be like wow you have those I wanna try them out like that's the ego level of those dudes that believe that their sex is what can make a whim because they have examples in their life of women who done been crazy over them just from their sex because you know what they know they ain't shit they know they have nothing else to offer so so you looking at it from the perspective of a dude that's actually assessing that i feel like this is just smoking mirrors and another way for a dude to trick you to coming over because he already got them two weeks out the way of chatting with him you already like him enough to chat with him for a couple of weeks yeah now you think he's genuine enough to invite you to his house just to kind of chill but he got he got ulterior motives in this situation hell yeah i watch too much id channel so the fact that you even willing to allow me to come over to your place shit up all i know you you don't mind me knowing where you live because i ain't gonna never leave that motherfucker i'm leaving a body bag so you ain't gotta worry about me like that shit is just weird to me that you would invite somebody that you don't know over to your home like nah nigga i'm not coming over there and you definitely ain't finna find what if i don't even let people come pick me up for dates I got a fucking car. I'm going to meet you. Because I don't know if I want you to know where I fucking live. I don't know what kind of nigga you are. I don't know if you the stalking kind of bitch. I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? you know, women, I need y'all to be a lot more discerning. Because when you think about uh, the creepy dude, I think everybody think about that dude from uh, Players Club. What was his name? Oh, the brother... Not the brother, no, the dude in the club that followed Ebony home. Oh yeah, I can't remember, I can't his, remember name. his name. But like he but I With feel the glasses. like he was one of them dudes in the strip club that you know in the strip club because he got social issues and don't really like that ain't that ain't the dude y'all looking out for. I mean, y'all can see that nigga from a mile away. So you can take your steps accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you ain't paying attention when you walking in the door like Ebony. But if you looking, you'll notice him. See who you're looking for. You're looking for that dude that is charismatic, that is is very cunning with words, that that knows exactly what to say and how to say it, and that's the dude y'all are looking for because you know how Ted Bundy killed most of his people, fucking pleasantly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was charismatic as fuck. Ted Bundy was like the nicest motherfucker ever until he had his hands around your throat. Yep, and and you. He was helping people with groceries, mm-hmm. talking himself up to their car, mm-hmm. getting women to smile and laugh, and then boom, he murdering them and having sex with their dead bodies. That's another situation. <laughs> but that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the con artist. You're looking for the man who it just shit just seems too right. That that's the nigga that is more scary than the nigga with the glass in the strip club. Yep. You know, because the nigga with the glass in the strip club. You probably can uppercut him one or twice, once or twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he and, and he'll be, you know, fucked up. But that dude, the dude who wants you to come over to catch a vibe, these these are scary motherfuckers, man. These this is why I don't. It takes me so long to get into a real like on dating sites and stuff. It takes me so long to get into a realistic situation with anybody, just because mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. I've never been forward with none of that shit. Because they need to be comfortable, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like they they need to be comfortable with that situation. So I don't I don't even say shit. Like at yes. a certain point, some women just be like, "Well, you ain't never asked me to come, so you don't like me." Bye. <laughs> and some women be like, "Why you ain't never asked me to come?" And some women be like, "I mean, when the fuck we gonna 
get together. You know? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, look like she's got to this comfort comfort level. But that's just me. But I did. So don't fall for predates bullshit. But the next line in this says, for millennials, there is no shortage of verbiage to explain away the foolery we've had to deal with ghosting, breadcrumbing, the slow fade, benching, and now this. So I clearly needed to go see what all of those other terms were. I know what uh, ghosting is. I know what ghosting is. And the other one seen. uh, Breadcrumb. The other two of them seem kind of figured out. But benching is when you start dating someone you think is nice and who has potential, but you're not crazy about them. You don't know whether to keep dating them or dump them and move on to the next one. This is where benching happens. Instead of going for either of the above polarized options, you put your date in the mental maybe folder and bench them so you date around to see what else is out there. Okay. Ghosting. When a person cuts off all communication with their friends or the person they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand, you'll mostly see them avoiding friends' phone calls, social media, avoiding them in public. Breadcrumbing. When the crush has no intentions of taking things further, but they like the attention, so they flirt here or there, send DMs and texts just to keep the person interested, knowing damn well they're staying single. Oh my god. And the slow fade is lacking in readiness or willingness to accept a budding relationship, therefore institutes this passive aggressive method of disappearing from a relationship altogether over an extended period of time. That is just too it sounds exhausting. That's just too much. That was exhausting. Because it's just too like you all of this shit I gotta figure out if I'm being breadcrumbed or slow faded or it's too much. <laughs> what the fuck is all of this? What happened to just be like Well this is what happened when when one person has standards and another person don't, that's what happens. When one person says, I don't like this thing that's happening, this is how I'm going to interact. And the other person is like, I just want it to happen. So they just deal with whatever comes along. This shit is crazy as hell. You know? There's no way. I can't how, deal with all of that. How do, you deal with, how do you deal with dudes you date that, or you've dated in the past that you didn't like, but they were still like they didn't know you didn't like them like do you have you ghosted have you slow oh, yeah. faded no i'm a ghoster you're a ghoster mm-hmm. so when they text you you just stop texting back you just everything just cut off yeah cold turkey yeah because <laughs> i'm the an longest, asshole what's the longest one of those you've done that with what do you mean like the longest interaction you did that you realize i don't really like this you ghost that person too I mean, I, I mean, it's different if it's like a two or three week interaction. But I mean, like, if over a period of time you realize I don't really want to fuck with this person no more. I don't even. I I realize fairly quickly whether or not this is something that I can deal with. Um, and mostly because I have y'all to be my angels. So because I, you know, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't even get past two weeks sometimes because I'll be like, oh, I don't like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be done. So, <laughs> you done saved a lot of dudes <laughs> and they don't even know it because I would have walked the fuck away so I don't know it I, it don't really last like if I'm a ghost you it's gonna happen fairly quickly but I got gray shirt I feel like I, I wouldn't even say he ghosted me I think he slow faded me I do think he did that but it's a slow fade he came back I don't know what that is I don't think that's a slow fade I, something happened in the middle of that time that's something ha- he probably he benched you oh uh, yes he, he benched, benched me you. well listen yeah. once I get on the bench I ain't coming <laughs> I don't do that like that dude. ain't team that ain't a team player well if you put me on the bench fuck y'all I hope y'all lose <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't give a fuck at that point. So like, I don't know. I just, I'm not good at dating. I'm just not like I, I, you know, I'm a real like, is we doing this or are we not? Like I don't all of this back and forth and catching a vibe. Like it's too much. But I think I don't want to do all that. I'm, I've been for some time trying to assess the reality of something other than these terms: ghosting, benching, slow fade. Because who really the fuck the day they realize they don't want to fuck with nobody no more? Sit them down and be like, <laughs> listen, I just want to tell you face to face, this shit ain't going to work. Okay, <laughs> I thought I liked you. I don't like you as much as I thought I did. So this, I don't think this is going to move forward anymore. Here's the thing. I have tried to do that. But with dudes, when you do that, like. Um, they try to bully your ass in the. Uh, or they say it hadn't been long enough. Like. Like, how can you make that decision? Like, yeah, I think we just need like, to bitch, keep... Bitch, because I'm me. <laughs> I can make any decision I want to. <laughs> like, Look, I take my shoes off. Look, I just took my shoes off. <laughs> that was my decision. You don't have to understand it. You don't even have to like it. You might not like my socks. <laughs> but I make the decision. So, you're not here to assess yeah. what kind of decision I make or what I should make. I just did it. And I, this is the decision I'm making. Yeah, they'll Nigga. try to, like, act like trying to convince you to give it more time like so i went out and this is not even i went out with a white dude well actually i think this is one of the last times i went out with a white dude he was nice he was a pharmacist so he had money this was the one where I, the first date was amazing we went to like the symphony and like a wine bar it was cool got you a ted bundy <laughs> potentially <laughs> but like i knew that it just one he was not attractive in person like and I kind of felt like that uh, when I saw his pictures, but I was like, I mean, maybe when I there was nothing on my end there. There was no chemistry there. What so fucking ever. So I told him that like we went out I think twice, and I was like, I'm just really not like I don't I don't think it's there. Like I just I'm really not feel. He's like, well, how can you decide that we only went out twice? And it's like I'm trying to save you from spending more money. You know what I'm saying? Like you already spent a shit ton more money than most people would spend in the beginning, and so I'm trying to help you. <laughs> and he's he, a pharmacist. He, yeah. If he's a pharmacist, I feel like he should look like uh Mark Wahlberg's brother, Donnie Wahlberg. Uh yeah. He so he was real doughy. Like he looked like one of those people who used to be big and lost weight and so they just look doughy now. Like he looked like that. And it's like, not like a bad way to put it. I mean, I don't know whether how else to Because I just think of the Pillsbury Doughboy now. But like deflated. This <laughs> it's not better. And he had like he had that weird thing where you like some people don't have a ch like their chin goes directly into their neck and so they have this like slant here instead of like a like this dip. It's just like a slant. So if you like combine, a lizard combine that with no lips and he had no lips. You remember no lips, yeah, no man, lips at all. So exactly. So like I was like this ain't going. Nope. Because at some point you're going to want to touch me and I'm going to probably be disgusted by this. So this ain't going. And you don't have lips. I have lips. How does that work? I don't even know. Moment of transparency. I don't remember. White people just don't have lips. <laughs> so <laughs> I just threw that out there. I figured I was 95% chance I was going right, to be right. Head on. Like, and when I say no lips, you could barely even see. You know how your lips be red? It was like a little thin line of red where his mouth was closed. Like he had no lips at all. 
And that shit was weird to me. <laughs> because it's like So he just had teeth covers. <laughs> yes. Like a little sheet on, on It reminds his teeth. me of like a dog. Like dogs don't have lips. And so but they when they close their mouth you can't see their teeth, but they don't have lips. It was like that. And it's like how do you drink out of straws? Like you don't have lips. I don't understand. It was weird. It was weird. So, but he was like, like our lips, our lips, like the the massive, like it's whatever is at the end of your skin, lips. Like even if it's like a millimeter long, it's just the end of what that is called lips, or yeah. is lips just a define? Because we say they don't have lips, but it's like. What is the definition of lips? It's the skin. It's like it's this. It's like it's 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 the skin. <laughs> how is it supposed to be? Like, is there supposed to be like ours and they have absolutely none of it, or is ours supposed to be like theirs and our shit just got them bubbled over like a? I think that is somewhere in the middle. I think that because there are some of us who have gigantic lips that is like shit, the soup coolers. But then you also have them on the other extreme end of the spectrum that, like him, have no lips at all. So I think it's supposed to be somewhere in the middle. Because there are white people with lips, and then there are some that don't have them. 5%? (laughs) And it's 5% of black people without lips. The black people without lips got bigger lips than white people regular lips. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're only a black person without lips because you're black. Yes. Not because you actually don't have lips, but because they just significantly smaller than the black people. Average, like white yeah. people. Like the black person without lips, lips is still bigger <laughs> than the white person with bigger lips. <laughs> but like I, I without think Botox. I think it's the because otherwise all of these these people that are getting lip fillers they get them because they don't have lips. Lip fillers create lips if you don't have them. No. No. Yes, they do. They do. Kylie Jenner didn't have lips. She got lips now. She got filler. If you don't have lips, the only thing that I feel would get big is that piece of skin in front of your teeth. (laughs) And so imagine that shit. It wouldn't even look like lips like we got. It would just look like your face like broke out. But it it does. That's what it looked like. So you, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody with lip fillers without lipstick on. But that's what it is. It looks because it's it's like this, it's like the top of their lip. It looks like a, an allergic reaction, which is why you have to wear like lipstick and shit. Or uh, it does look like you just you allergic to shellfish and you ate it. And now I'm trying to find it. Like without lipstick on, that's exactly what it looks like an allergic reaction. Wow. Yeah. Oh well. So didn't know that. Yep. I'm glad I got lips. <laughs> so that's what lip filler does. It, but you gonna have to put something on top of it to make it look like lips, because otherwise it's just gonna look like you had an allergic reaction and your mouth swole. <laughs> but anyway, I try. You know, I, I, I and I say shit like this all the time, but I be trying to think of humans in the terms of evolution, and. I'm going to have to research, I guess, what about European cultures and how they brought up would lead them to not needing lips <laughs> and what in the African culture made them need lips. But I feel like oh, on in general, I feel like just in general, I feel like 
our acid like most of the things on our body in comparison to their bodies are bigger we have more hip than they do naturally like just naturally so i don't know what evolution because and part of it i know is slavery and they were you know putting us together to make like the the super slave so that you know but i i think even before that before they they start you know orchestrating these scientific experiments making people mate with these people we just in general have like larger features noses like we just have larger feet i don't know why though i don't know evolution from like what in africa would require us to have bigger features but just overall everything about us is bigger than them so I don't know. It's not just the lips. They have little noses. They don't have asses a lot of times. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. It's weird. Well, I know African, the way Africans used to live in Africa was more dangerous, you know, than yeah. living in Europe. Europe, all they had to worry about was like plague rats. <laughs> and in Africa, they've constantly had to worry Lions, about like wildlife yeah, and shit. Tigers. So I guess maybe a bigger nose for inhaling more air and oxygen from maybe running and shit. Or I don't know. I have no idea. It'd be interesting. But we're just larger in general. Like hips, butts, like. Again, and this even because I know some people are going to be like, well, the slave trade in this. Yes, but even before that, before. Um, bringing us over here we just were I don't know why though so but yeah so I tried though with him to like end it and he was just really I had to ghost him because he wouldn't let the shit go I was like dude it's not there I'm telling you it's not there I promise you it's not there I could go on a thousand more dates with you it ain't gonna be there but he's like no I just don't think you've had enough time to make that decision but so what? that's what I'm saying is it really <laughs> realistic to do that then no, it ain't. Is it really it, oh, I ain't did it since because that, I, I. That's why I ghost people that's now. What I'm saying because it's such a harsh dialogue surrounding things like ghosting and, and things like. Yeah, slow. but it's just a, like, oh, did you ghost me? Like, I mean, mm, yeah. not really. Maybe like. <laughs> yeah, I don't do this shit no more after that because I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with you trying to tell me how I ain't did this or that. Like I'm telling you how it is. So yeah, I ghost people now because of Chubbs. Chubbs was his nickname. What? Chubb. Chubbs. Chubbs. <laughs> All right. Me and AC Blow had this thing. We still do this where when we date people, we don't use their names. So, like, the girl who um, killed the kid became vehicular homicide. So, whenever we referred to her, I don't even know her name. I don't even know none of the names of the girls he's ever dated. Like, I have no idea because we always come up with a nickname. He had Naughty Nurse. Like, we come up with just... <laughs> <laughs> just names for everybody so like i don't even remember any of their actual names sadly <laughs> so you know chubbs. What chubb is right no i was saying chubbs because like chubby oh now you're gonna make this this terrible but what is what is i've been a semi-erect yet still malleable penis but that makes sense for him because he was mushy and and yeah no, that still works. Well, clearly they didn't call him that because <laughs> we didn't call him that because of that, but it works. That is a good way to describe oh, him. Oh, that was y'all's nickname for him. That was not his nickname for himself. Oh no, no, that's oh. what we call him behind. Well, the I back. mean, that sounds like a person who used to be fat but skinny. Now nickname yeah, would be Chubbs. That's what we called him. What I'm saying that would sound like that would have been daylight nickname in oh, childhood no. or some shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, shit, it could have been. I don't know. 
I, I, we didn't get that far. <laughs> so, I don't know no nicknames he was called, but Chubbs just seemed to fit, so that's what we called him. I don't even remember his real name now because of that, too, because we referred to him as Chubbs so much that, I don't know. I don't know. I'll refer to him as Donnie Wahlberg. Because <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, like Mark Wahlberg, looked like the Hollywood attractive white men that women would go after. Donnie looks like not that. Yeah. That's Don, what you know. Donnie a, looked like a regular ass dude that just worked. He looked like a manager at the Piggly Wiggly or some <laughs> shit. Wasn't he part of New Kids on the Block? Donnie? One of them was, wasn't it? Maybe shit. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like one of them were. You go into your next story now. I'm gonna have to look up New Kids on the Block and see. That was my story. Oh damn it! David and Tamla Man uh, made a, a, a. Is it a secular album? I guess. Or is it still considered? No, no, we gotta have a conversation. <sighs> it's an, I guess R and B album. We can't call it a secular album. I think we have to define what a secular album is at this point. Donnie was part of New Kids on the Block. Oh, I wonder how he looked like when he was younger. I mean, he just wanted them background. It's like when you think of NSYNC, it was JC and Justin Timberlake, and then the other ones was just back there. He was one of them. Lost me on that one. What? NSYNC. Everybody wasn't feeling all of the, the men in NSYNC. Drew Hill. Nokio. Nokio. Yeah. Yes, he was Nokio of New Kids on the Block. When nobody really out here like, ooh, Donnie. It was <laughs> it was Joey McIntyre. And I can't think of the other members. Yeah, around. Donnie Wahlberg looked like a, a assistant principal at the middle school. <laughs> he just, oh, that's better than the Piggly Wiggly manager, I, I guess. You upgraded a, him. You know, I go to the schools for, for counseling, and like three weeks ago I went to the school, and there's an assistant principal there. He's short. He was just like an elf. Oh no! I was like, "Why did you do this to yourself?" Like bro? on like, purpose. Did you use a bed? He was the only person in the whole school dressed like something. It had to be on purpose. He was fully just. It's that's like he had sad. on elf pajamas and oh, a hat. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> no. I was like, you de- oh, no. he definitely looked like a, a assistant principal of a middle school. That's super sad. Super sad. Um, David and Tamela Man came out with a, they. If you don't know who they are, it's Brown and um. Uh, her name on the Medea shit Cora Brown and Cora which is weird because he plays her dad in the Tyler Perry universe but they're actually husband and wife which is this is weird but anyway they are also gospel artists and they came out with a, 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 a album of love songs yes okay and um this is the conversation Okay, <laughs> what makes an album secular? What makes an album secular? What makes secular music secular? Is it because that heathens are making it, <laughs> or is it because that the content of it is heathenous? Well, let's see what the definition of secular is. Let's just start oh, this with ain't that. Gonna be nothing like Christians be using it as. Denoting attitudes, activities, or other things that have no religious or spiritual basis. So, it wouldn't be necessarily secular because there is a spiritual element to marriage. And they, it's, I guess, because they're a married couple, is I don't know. But if somebody heard it without knowing that they were married. it Yeah, true. Then it would fit the definition of secular. Yeah. I mean, we happen to know that they married. So, does that make the, the so... 
so one definition is that the words themselves can be secular. Yes. The other one is the context of who makes the words maybe not secular. I guess. I don't know. Because Either way, it's fucking weird that they made a love album. It's weird. Why is it weird? Just because. It would seem weirder that a single person make a love album. No, because you, even if you're single, you've been in relationships more than likely. Like, so you still have an aspect of love. It's 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 not because they're a couple though. Because I don't think it's weird with with Jay Z and Beyonce. I don't think it's weird with you know Sierra's married. Like, I don't think that is that they are a married gospel couple. I guess is what makes it weird. I just you. I just I don't know. Like the way Christians act about sex and love and marriage and shit. It's just kind of weird for me because of that i guess like i don't give a fuck what they do in their bedroom all right but it's just weird because they're gospel singers maybe they're trying to start a trend of <laughs> what because brown, you can't tell me brown be trying to clap the cheeks to marvin Gaye. i mean to marvin sap <laughs> you know what i'm saying like Maybe he won't, and now he can't do it to his own, they own music. That's weird. Maybe he's getting all of these other artists to, you know, do that because, no, but like, what do they listen to? They listen, here's the thing that I think about Christians, and this is one of the, or, or just religious people in general, and this is one of the issues that I have with them is that they pretend like they don't do shit that they do that we know that you do. And so I feel like, especially like older Christians, it was Al Green and Marvin Gaye. It was regular shit. But I, I think they try to give off this persona that they don't do these things or like secular music is bad. But I, I guarantee you, <laughs> at some point, they was listening to Let's Get It On and was getting it on. I just believe that. So my issue a lot of times we're like especially super religious people it's like you really want to sit up here and act like that you ain't never did nothing wrong like you've been saved your whole life huh all right like i don't i just believe that they listen to the same shit they're just not a forthcoming they ain't gonna be like you know driving down the street bumping the shit like <laughs> like like other people might but they listen to regular shit because what else is there? And I guess silence. You can listen to nothing while you have sex. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. But it's weird to me that they made a love album. It's not weird. I don't have a problem with it. You know, I'm sure that there's going to be a market for it. And people who love them in general are going to buy the album. But I bad. would buy it. It don't. But I I, mean, again, for me, I can't get past the fact that it's Brown and Cora. It's not that the music is, is bad. It's it's mediocre R and B music. Don't sound like Brown. I still know it's him. When he's though. singing. I still know it's him. Like if somebody had played it without telling me who it was, I still it's mediocre music. I mean, it's not all that great. Yeah, it ain't, to be I honest, mean, it's, it's like, mediocre as fuck. It's the song on the Boyz II Men album that don't sound bad, but you don't listen to it no more. You just listen to the other hot song yes that's, that's what they it got is. an album full of that yeah so if if i listen to it i just be like okay this whatever and even after you told me it become weird then it's the same way that i guess the best example i could give is like r kelly music creeps me out now because i equated with him fucking with little kids like and so all of the the sex songs he's singing about now i feel like he was talking about young girls and so listening to it for me now because of who he is fucks it up for me i can't i don't even listen to r kelly no more because of that because it just puts me in a weird space so 
it's the same thing with Brian and Cora. Like, because of who they are, it's fucking weird. Now, I don't care. You know, get your money. Get your coin. I don't care. But I'm not going to be listening to it personally. I think that they they, they probably going to have a market for it, but it ain't probably. me. They Jeez. will have a market for think, it. Bro, everybody with a whole gospel playlist <laughs> who pretend like gospel don't exist when they having sex they mate and or fornicating <laughs> trying to pretend like Christianity don't exist <laughs> they plan that now yeah I'm sure so again like cause uh uh what is his podcast name um <laughs> rock band 380 I couldn't think of it he was like super like aggressively upset about it like and I didn't understand it because it's like it's weird but like I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to listen to it, but I get it, you know, but he was just like, he feels like they trying to make money and, and it's like, but that's, yeah. Churches do that shit all the time. What you think tithes are? Listen, <laughs> the whole concept of religion is selling shit. Okay? Yeah. They selling seats in heaven. <laughs> it just takes 70 years to get approved. It's like to get you sit for the ticket purchase. Like, as soon as you are a Christian or whatever and you understand the concepts of Christianity, you just hit, you know, purchase <laughs> on Ticketmaster. Except it's Spirit oh, Master. Master. <laughs> you just hit purchase on Spirit Master. And now in order to get your tickets, a certain level of shit you gotta go. Like and religion religion is the rules by which you get them tickets at some point. Like that's a sale. This is so off topic, but this I was intending to ask you about this earlier in the week and I forgot, so I'm just gonna do it now. <laughs> I, well, not even ask you about it, but okay, so I have a new client that is a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And that whole concept is so fucking weird to me. Like their brand of religion. Because and I guess it's because my background is in Christ christianity you know my we methodist so i guess that's why it just is so weird to me but so they had a, a daughter that got pregnant but lost the baby before anybody found out and so they were happy because she wasn't gonna get excommunicated or what do they call it shunned they could call it shunning but it, that shit is so crazy to me that you have a religion where if you do something that they don't like, it's there's no forgiveness. Like you just get fucking shot, and your family is fully expected to never fuck with you again. Like they they never is supposed to speak to you. You can't come over for shit. Like that is just such a weird concept to me. Also weird is that they believe that there are a certain number of seats in heaven, <laughs> and you living right in the hope. The Bible say that. It say it's a certain number of seats. I've God never heard that. The God only God. religion I've heard that says that is Jehovah's Witness. It's like 565,000. And it's a small ass number for the population of people on earth. 144,000. It's in Revelation. 144,000? The odd thing in your favor. Like, what? <laughs> That's so weird. But the concept of there, there being specific seats, but you don't know if you have a seat, but in case you have a seat, you're supposed to live your life right so you can get that seat. But if I'm destined to have that seat, it shouldn't fucking matter what I do. I don't understand that whole concept. That's weird to me. It's just weird. And, and well, there are more than 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses, though. Yeah. Well, well, how many Jehovah's Witnesses done died before you? Like, dude, what? 
That's what I'm saying. Like, that makes it worse. So, like, it might have... How you know they ain't met the quota yet? They might have met that quota. Now what? Y'all are just out here shunning your, your family members and shit for no reason because you already ain't getting a seat because they nah, out. Nah, you shimmying and shit with your little suitcase <laughs> going into heaven? Hell yeah. <laughs> got past the gates. Got past the gates. And you get there and be like, we're at capacity. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. What that mean? What that mean, nigga? <laughs> I, I, am I going to hell? No, no. We're going to reincarnate you. You're going back to earth. They don't believe in reincarnation? Who? Jehovah's Witness? They don't know what the fuck is up there. But, I mean, if it's only so many seats, the best you could hope for, I would think, would be purgatory. Well, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what you're saying is that's based on the the concept that the Jehovah's Witness is right. Oh, what yeah. I'm saying is they're going to get to heaven <laughs> and they're going to realize it is 144,000 seats. And you don't have one, but other shit is real too. Like reincarnation <laughs> is a thing. So when the seats is full, like if the seats weren't full, your ass would have definitely got in heaven. But because the seats was full, <laughs> we go to the second tier faith to get you back on earth. Maybe next time when you come up here to see. And then how do the seats like how do the seats get empty? Like are all the Jehovah Witnesses? But that's what I'm saying. They capacity don't. for eternity because it's for eternity. So like. I don't know. Again, it don't make no <laughs> sense to me. And one of the issues that I've always had with having clients that are Jehovah's Witnesses is that their family dynamics be so fucked up because, again, they have family members that they're not allowed to. Like, it could be your fucking child, okay? You're expected to shun the fuck out of your Listen, kid. And it could be a teenager. You are expected to shun them. That I'm is gonna crazy. I'm going to do you one better or worse. <laughs> My uncle, he spent five or six years in Egypt. So okay. when he left the military, when he retired from the military, mm -hmm. he went over to Egypt to do civilian work. Okay. And he said there was so many things that was so culturally different it, that it almost, several things almost got him fucked up. So one of the things that he said was when his, like one of his first nights there, he was at a, he was living in kind of like a palace. It was like a rundown palace, mm -hmm. but it was a room and he didn't have any bed sheets. And, um, they told him that if he needed anything from the lady to ask the lady for, mm -hmm. for, bed, for anything. And he asked the lady for some bed sheets to their culture that translated to him asking her for sex. <laughs> what? So he said all the men came up into the palace was like, what's going on? He was like, wait, I just asked her for some sheets. And then he said, men do not ask women for anything related to the bedroom. See, that's so that's one thing. So he said, this is when I realized, this is when I realized shit is just fucked up. <laughs> uh, and so he said that like, he just, he just living, trying to stay away from this shit because he's trying to get used to their cultural norms and shit. Yeah. He said that, he saw this family. He saw this little boy. Well, first off, he said he was going in the grocery store, and little boys would come and ask him for groceries, and and um, what? They they just have beggars out there, like <laughs> Aladdin. Goddamn! That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's his story. He was a beggar. That's how they got out there. Oh, like, it's Jesus. a lot of people who can't afford shit. So a lot of kids steal. A lot of kids ask people for shit. But the people that live over there know don't. You're going to die soon. I ain't giving you my groceries. Like, God you damn. already starving. It's harsh. So, my <laughs> uncle was like, you know, here you go. You know, give him, give him something. And he said the dude at the counter looked at him and said, did his finger, like, wagged his finger back and forth at him. And, and my uncle didn't know what was going on. So, he left. My uncle said every single time after that, 
it was about 20 kids behind him at the store. God damn. Trying to get some groceries <laughs> from him. And clearly he couldn't help nobody. Yeah. So at that point, he, he just stopped helping everybody. <laughs> because like that's that cultural shit. The cultural <laughs> dynamics in that region indicate that <sighs> you just don't help the people there because it's, it's going to cost you something else. Damn. And so, but he said that he eventually like saw a kid like walking with groceries and stuff. And so he gave the kid a ride to his home. He was like, when I tell you that this family was doing better than a lot of the families out there and they had a little like hut home mm-hmm. where the ground was just the ground. Like mm-hmm. it, the, the floor was, was the just ground. the ground, just yeah. dirt. And the bathroom was just a hole dug into the dirt. Oh, that's so and, and the dad was helping understand some of those different cultural dynamics because they built the relationship where my uncle could ask about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And my uncle said... They told me that if their daughter got pregnant, if they found out at the table today that the daughter was pregnant, they would take her to the back and kill her. God damn. The daddy knew that. Jesus. The mama knew that. And the daughters knew that. It was two daughters. They accepted that too. They knew that if they did that, they would be murdered. And it wouldn't even be frowned upon because that's just a part of their cultural norm. It wouldn't even be frowned upon from anybody in the community. Mom and dad wouldn't have been sad because the shame that come along with finding that out is not worth just not killing your daughter at this point. But like that, that's built into that cultural dynamic. Just like that's built into the culture of Jehovah's Witnesses. Like if you've been born of Jehovah's Witnesses and that's all you know, everything in the faith is normal. But I think so it is but for the people who get shunned because i've had when i was living in montgomery um i i did have a who got shunned from her family and so the the issues that she was having was from being yanked out of that and not having that support anymore and so then from a therapist standpoint it's like you have to reconcile that the religion and that this is just kind of what it is with this the issues that this person is having because then her whole family can't fuck with her now so she gotta like find support in other places because she not gonna and when you shun i don't think it's a unshunning i think i think that shit is just what it is i don't know that you can come back but but how how much do you really value your faith if something that happens in the dark that does implicate issues in faith you're just happy that nobody found out about it though yeah like how valuable is your faith really to you yeah like because i I thought it was fucked up but that's how he was saying (laughs) my uncle was talking about how important religion is to them Mm -hmm. he was really going on a racist tirade to be honest about how because of how bad it is over there he don't believe that muslims over here that have not converted to christianity can actually like be americanized or whatever so Mm -hmm. he had a racist tirade that (laughs) led me to all this information but you know over there that's how strong their faith is their faith is strong enough where if this happened we're gonna take you out back and kill you but see over here if you fuck up in your faith we just gonna hide it from the faith Mm -hmm. you know even though the the one of the core beliefs in faith is that some all-seeing deity already know that shit happening so yeah and i mean for the so it's a it was a teenager that got pregnant and had the uh miscarriage and so it's like 
the impact that that's gonna have on that child because like one they not gonna get her no help for it because they don't want nobody to know because they just grateful that the shit worked out <laughs> where they not gonna have to shun her ass now so she gonna have to deal with losing a baby at a young age and the fact that everybody around her is happy that she lost the baby and she might be happy herself and may feel guilty about it. i don't even know it's just that whole relig- like they don't celebrate nothing like it's just weird that whole religion has always been very weird to me and anytime i've come into contact with people within it it's usually some shit that's like really i mean what a- <laughs> okay um but that was completely off of the subject of them. but that just talking about religion made me think about that because i had taught had a conversation with the mother this week and i was just like i don't even know what the fuck to do with this without because you you know you have to respect people's cultural differences in their religion but at the same time as a therapist trying to help it's like trying to navigate and 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 toe that line is hard so without you know infringing upon their right to believe what they believe and working within them parameters but Cora, I mean, look, Cora and Brown can make all the love making me <laughs> they want to. I ain't gonna be. Li- I listened to it a little bit so I could like talk about it, but it's mediocre. It's not even nothing to mention about. It ain't love making music, just music. <laughs> Any music is love making music if you're having sex while it's playing. I get, and none of them are even slow enough. Like they're like these up tempo R and B songs is what it is. Like it's not like I don't know. It's weird. Maybe they did research into making the uh, tempo for it. Maybe. Maybe they uh, they uh, took a, a per hour count of brown strokes. Oh, gee. go to your to next story. Sure. I'm not. I'm doing just that. saying. Maybe it's catered to That's their <laughs> specific sex style. What's disgusting about it? I don't want to think about brown stroking nobody. It's gross. <laughs> Ew. I'm just saying. Ugh. Can't pretend that people you don't want to know yes, have I can. sex. Have I sex do it all the time. I do it all the fucking time. As far as I'm concerned, my parents the last time they ever had sex with each other was when William was conceived. Whether that's true or not, I don't really care. That's what I need to get me through the day. <laughs> so that I can absolutely pretend that. Mm-hmm. Do it all the time. All the time. Maybe they didn't even have sex. I don't want to know where this is going. <laughs> Next door. <laughs> I'm not even gonna open that door. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I'm good. Let me just say this. Okay? No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna put your family in it. But I don't know because I know that you're applying it to them, and now you're just not talking about it and referencing really them specifically. Stop me from saying what I'm finna no, say? but I feel like we should just go on to the next story. Look, I'm just saying <laughs> that Scrubs, one of my favorite shows ever. It notably got horrible later on in the six, seven season. It and did. JD had a child with another person, but they didn't have sex. He just kind of like shot the rocket off in the vicinity, and somehow it happened. It's low percentage chance that that happens. Did you know that? What's your next story? <laughs> What's your next story? Um, happens. <sighs> what it happens oh jesus um well i think you were gonna talk about i'm trying to not i was gonna get you to go ahead and talk about it if if you were gonna talk about it the dreads yeah yeah we can talk about it 
So there is a video going around of a kid, a high school wrestler, uh, Andre Johnson, who is getting ready to perform in a wrestling match. Andrew. What'd I say? Andre. Oh, why did I say Andre? Andrew Johnson. <laughs> um, and the a ref made him cut his locks off before he was able to uh, participate. And so, of course, people are outraged. Now, what made me mad was that there were people saying, oh, y'all just don't know anything about wrestling. Your hair has to be this certain length. Okay. But did his coach, did nobody not know that prior to, I mean, this was like on the floor. He finna walk out and wrestle this nigga. Like this is on the floor where they cut his hair in front of everybody that's present at this wrestling match. So if the, if it was a case of his hair was like not regulation, this shouldn't have been the time at which this shit was taken care of. Like he was told he couldn't wrestle this match unless he cut his hair. So they right there on the side of the of the floor or the the mat I don't know what it's called the mat <laughs> on the side of that cut his hair and then he went and immediately wrestled and won but he didn't even look happy about the shit because I'm sure in his mind I, my hair gonna look stupid as fuck because they didn't it ain't cut in a style they just chopped the shit off and he just went out on the floor and wrestled and from my understanding he had uh, the cap. No, he had this wasn't his first match. Like this was like one of the finals. Mm-hmm. So the question has been, how did he get to this point with no other ref pointing this out mm-hmm. for this ref to point it out at the end? Uh, they also allow you to have a cover over your head. Why wasn't that cover enough? Yeah. And so the question being asked is, was race a factor in this? Now, Sean King, who posted this video, apparently, I don't know the ref. The ref has had a history of some questionable racist shit or calls. So I don't know, because I don't know anything about the referee as to whether that is true. But let me tell you something. I have never been on, like, team sports. And one of the reasons is probably because I would be a horrible team player. Because they wouldn't have cut my fucking hair and been like, all right, I ain't wrestling in. Like... Cause and I mean again, it's it's this high pressure situation because you like finna step on the fucking floor and go wrestle, and the ref come over and said not without cutting them locks off. So in that moment, you got to make a decision of cutting your hair off. And like I said, this ain't cutting no style. They just chopped his shit off, so he could go and wrestle immediately after. I would have told him where he could go, and I guess that would have made me a bad team player. I don't know, but it, no, you not cut my fucking you know, hair. That's been the nature of white America out here. The nature of white America has been to dictate how black people exist and hold them to it. And the way that this has been reported by those white outlets is what a wonderful team player. But what a wonderful team player means in this instance is a brown person got to sacrifice that which is important to them. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how white people feel about those trends that we have. I don't know if, because we already know that they looked at the Afro as just rebellious. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at that shit as a natural way your fucking hair grow. But it's white people with dreads. Like, it's, they've taken part well, of I'm talking about the, well, right now I'm just talking about the history. Mm-hmm. 
they look at how a regular black person hair grow as a potential threat mm-hmm. to the from the government. Mm-hmm. You know, so it made it look like a black person growing out their hair is just rebellion. Mm-hmm. So imagine how older white people must feel about shit like dreadlocks. Like, it don't seem like they believe that hair can have some kind of internal intrinsic meaning. And I think that's the biggest problem with cultural appropriation. Which, again, don't make no sense for anybody that's a, that they feel like hair don't have no intrinsic meaning when, again, in Christian religion, Samson and Delilah is a story from the Bible where his all his shit was in his hair. And when she cut his hair off, it fucked him up. <laughs> so, I mean, I just don't... I don't. He might have had, been able to have some fun if she would. He would have told her it was in his pubic hair. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> Psych! It's this hair <laughs> on my head. So I mean, it's not like there is not text that they value where in which it, it, it's been hair has played a role. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I think what we come to find with white culture well i was gonna say that's the problem with cultural appropriation when you have a a white american culture that really has no grasp or hold on the cultural norms of their past they can't conceptualize how a group like african americans can have some kind of cultural hold on their past Mm -hmm. because it's been important for us because kind of everything that's been stripped from us to a degree so for black people, I can grow hair and have some like heavily intrinsic value to it. Mm-hmm. That's different than the Delilah shit because like that that ain't rooted in a culture. White people look at themselves as individuals. They're afforded that capability in mm-hmm. our society because they the ones that create all of the um, groups for everybody else. Like they've looked at like like now they look at Latino as a group. Mm-hmm. You can't be an individual Latino to white people. Yeah, y'all all fucking the same shit. Even though it's a vast number of differences. Same thing for black. Same thing for Asian. Asians just all good at math and they the model minority to white people. And they can't drive. Yeah, they say that shit. I mean, they say all that shit. Yeah. Well, they don't. You know, they don't talk about the like Fox News and all them outlets. They don't talk about the negative aspects of Asian, Asian culture because they're the model minority. They just want to say. If Asian cultures can do it and they're a minority, then why can't black people do it? Why can't Latinos do it? Why can't everybody else do it? So they don't really speak on the negative shit that come along with the negative stereotypes that come along with Asian culture. Not necessarily that the shit is accurate. And what's sad is that there are black people that have been acclimated to that as well because, you know, when I decided to go natural, and I, that even currently, okay, um, I've been looking for other jobs and been going on interviews and I can't tell you how many times co-workers of mine who've known that I'm looking for other jobs will be like, well, are you going to straighten your hair? No, why would I do that? Like, now the color I can understand because, you know, there are places where the color of my hair will be deemed unprofessional. Um, I could I could accept that better than saying I need to straighten my hair to go on an interview for in order for me to be taken seriously or really looked at like uh, a candidate for this job and i have black people tell me that shit all the time black women are like you gonna straighten your hair no i'm not it's gonna be neat and orderly but i'm not finna straighten this shit first of all it takes who got in long i don't even i hardly ever straighten my hair it's shorter i'm growing it back out but at its longest this shit took forever for me to straighten 
it ain't worth all of that when this is just what my hair looked like while fighting against nature is a lot harder than just accepting my hair for what it is and making it look neat when in its rational state. So I put out a damn color in it. That ain't fighting against nature. This is easy to do. But, but it's still not what your hair natural. So fighting against nature for you is determined about how difficult whatever it is that you're doing to do. Yes. Because the first of all, the color is a, a rinse. So every time I wash my hair, it looked like I killed somebody in my bathroom because the, the color rinses out. So that's like a quick, I just scrunch some color in my hair and that's it. To straighten my hair when it was at its longest was like a three plus hour process. Because I, my hair is thick and I have a lot of it and it was long. And so, and it was like, I felt like I was a fucking contortionist because I'm in the back trying to use the flat iron and like get it straight all the way down to the bottom and my hair was long so it was just, it was a lot it was a lot and i was not finna do that because one i ain't the, the way that i'm gonna be at work most of the time and the, and the, the state that you're gonna see my hair in is, is this <laughs> but they were like well you got to get in the door first so straighten it then you can wear it how you want to when you get in there and i just i can't accept that <laughs> You know, and I don't know if my hair has ever stopped me from getting a job. It may have, it may have not. I don't know, but it's just not worth it to me. Um, at this point, I don't feel like I, I need to act with. Now, the color, absolutely. If somebody told me I needed to change the color, it's too bright. It is a bright red. I can understand that. But, like, the state of my hair, that's how I grow out. My hair is curly. It's white people with curly hair. Do people tell them to straighten their shit? No, because their curly looks different. But it's still curly hair. So, fuck that. <laughs> so, a lot of people was like, where is his parents? What? Why his parents ain't step in? Mm -hmm. Like, clearly, they were not there because they would have had to step in and say something. And I was, it was making me wonder, if I had a kid that was 16 or 17 year old, what would I do in that situation? And you know what? I don't think I would do anything. I don't think I would do anything. As far as... I think I would let him make whatever decision he wanted to make because he would be standing in the face of a lot of shit that yeah. I would have been trying to teach him. I would have been trying to teach him the value of, of being a team member mm -hmm. and, and honoring your obligations. I would have been teaching him that his body is his and nobody can dictate what they do with it. You can do what you want with it. And I also would be teaching him to stand up in front of what he think is wrong and what may be racism. I don't think I would assert what I want him to choose in that. I feel like at the time that my kid is one or two years away from leaving my grasp, I want to, I would rather see what he's made of in that moment. And that kid, he showed a level of character that represents how much he valued the sport how much he valued his team. I don't like it. I don't like that he was put in that situation. That's what I would have went up to the fucking school about. That's what I was just going to say. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Now, I wouldn't have, like, ran out there like, what y'all doing in his house? Uh, like, <laughs> I would have I been like, okay, I'm taking notes because this motherfucking ref, <laughs> if he don't get no consequences, he going to get these hands. I'm going to go up to this damn teacher and or whoever cut his hair. Yep. Well, I mean, like, I'm gonna have problems with people. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I've and I, I teach my I I work with a lot of parents and I teach my parents. There is a certain point where 
it benefits you more to see what your what your child got mm-hmm. than it is to continue to intervene until your child is gone so that you have no idea what kind of decisions they're going to be making yeah. out in the world. I commend him for that. As a parent, though, like I wouldn't have ran out on the floor. Oh, but the hell I would have raised after that motherfucking match because I would have been glad that he was able to keep his composure because, you know, as a black young man in America, he's going to get tested and tried a whole lot. But I also would have been super pissed for them to put him in that situation where what other option did he really have? I mean, he could have showed his ass and he could have. But even that is like going to be looked at differently because he's a black kid. And so it isn't going to be looked like, like him getting upset at something that was unjust. It's going to be he a bad team player, like all of that other shit that if he was a white kid wouldn't get said. And so for me as a parent, it's like, yes, this helped to show the character that he has in his character building, but it's so fucking... That's such a terrible position. Like, he was about to step out on the floor, and they just stepped up to him and was like, you got to cut your hair, you can't go out there. Like, that is such a fucking... I, I feel like as a parent, if I were to do that, it would be some one of the hardest things you have to do in your parent parenting situation. To sit and watch him get his hair cut? Oh, I feel yeah. like I'd go talk to him. I feel like I'd go talk to him. Because he was upset. Like, he was visibly up you- at the end of that match. He wasn't even happy about the win. Like, he was visibly upset. I feel like I let him know whatever decision you make, I support you. Whether it's to cut your hair right here, right now. Whether it's to, you know, tell your teammates that that's something that you can't do at the moment. Would you have even had, I guess because it's a, it's a tape and it may have been cut down. It looked like it happened so fast that even if his parents were there, by the time you realize that this is what's going on, because at first it just looked like they having conversation, and then it's somebody that come up with a, with some scissors and start cutting the fucking hair. Like, it looked like it happened so fast that I don't even know that you would have had time to go tell him what what to, to have a conversation about what his decision was going to be. Because it looked like it happened so fast that as a parent in the stands, you're not going to know. You know what I'm saying? It looked like they was just talking about whatever like it didn't look like they were having a conversation about his hat till old girl came up and started cutting it just happened so fucking fast like even if his parents his parents very well could have been there i feel like it just again if you were sitting up in the stands from a distance and see this you don't know what they're talking about until you see white lady come chopping his fucking hair off and then right after that he walked out on the floor like it happened quick the thing is, I, and I don't think that they're going to come to determine that race was a factor. No, they won't. Uh, just because white America is so blind to what constitutes race being a factor in America. The reality is race is a factor in everything. You know, and you got an old white man telling this little black kid, you got to cut your hair. When, what is it about it? What, I mean, what... What would his what length would his hair have to have looked like to be acceptable? Because you can't tell me that all the white kids in there had less like had short short ass haircuts. Somebody in the comments um that was saying, Oh, y'all don't understand wrestling. They said it can't be below your ears. So like it has to be above your uh, the cut has to be above your so ear. So the picture that we saw was that like at the end of the cut or something? Because it don't look like his dreads had hang time. You can tell by how the, the his head the like the 
foundation of his hair was mm-hmm. set up, it don't look like his shit had hang time. You can tell when dreads have hang time. It mm-hmm. looked like his dreads were the link to where they were sticking sticking up and back, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like, and either way, don't nobody give a fuck about like how come nobody in his whole wrestling career has said that this his hair was a problem. Like, yeah, I'm looking at it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It don't look like he got no hang time, dude. No. You could tell dreads that had hang time before and if it don't have hang time it wasn't lower than your ears or your shoulder to your shoulders trying to make sure it wasn't in a ponytail i'm looking at the video because i i didn't have a picture i had like the video of it that's why i'm saying it looked like it happened so quickly because they had a conversation lady came up cut it and he went out on the floor um it happened super fast but it's hard to tell. It looked like it could have maybe been in a ponytail. The hair at the front to me looked like no, it the hair at the front long enough to have yeah, be in a ponytail. Wasn't. I think it is just he might be have, have started them and they're there's you know, sometimes they grow at different rates. I don't know. It it wasn't anything that was gonna get caught up in this wrestling shit I for sure. I feel like that's a stupid rule because if you choose to have long hair as a as a wrestler, it only seeks to Put you at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like if you bald headed. Clearly, that'll never be a hang up. But if if just in a move, your hair get caught in something and it get pulled and it throw you off your game. Like I feel like that should be a risk that you're willing to take if you want to take it. And they had a caps. You can cover your hair. They have caps. Just put it under a cap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I just. But they're not gonna find that it's anything no. to do with race. Like I said, if. In order for white people to say that race had something to do with it, then the ref would have said, I need you to cut your hair before this match, nigga. And it's just a bunch of... And if he didn't say it like that, then... Watch this video. It's like a bunch of white... Like, in the crowd, in the stands, it's a bunch of white folks. Like... (laughs) And his teammates is... They clearly see how angry he is. And they they got people giving him high fives and stuff. Yeah. and again, no style and then she just came she just chopping, just chopping his hair. And he go out on the floor and wrestle. It's garbage, man. And then you can see at the end of the match when he walking on, he looks upset. He looks upset. Because he know his hair looked fucked up now, I'm sure. Because again, this wasn't being cut into a style. This was like a on spur of the moment, right before he go out on the floor, chopping up his hair off. And you know this this plays to a dynamic too because if you look at him walking back to his team, it's like another light skinned black dude and hit him as the light skinned black dude. So I I feel like it's clear that like he gonna be the minority in most of these situations. I can just imagine how many of these shitty situations they dealing with. Cause like what I, it's I have never do any of the schools in Jefferson County have wrestling teams. Uh, I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Who has like Hoover well, between Shelby and Jefferson? Somebody got a wrestling team. I feel like it's gonna be schools one. like Hoover or I don't know. Like one. I feel like yeah, I don't remember which ones, but there are schools around yeah. that have wrestling teams. But I feel like Woodlawn or somewhere like that ain't gonna have no wrestling well, team. Well, that's because the government that took over most of them schools. They don't have very many extracurriculars. Period. Yeah. I just uh, that's just I I feel bad for him. At least one other wrestling referee attempted to defend Wednesday's ruling, 
Although he noted he had not seen the video in question. Well, what the fuck is you talking about, bro? <laughs> That's just that racist America shit. Like, I don't got to see it. He did right. It's just like that police shit. Like, I know he did right. But what if he did wrong, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> it costs something for the person that they did wrong too. You can't just assume people are going to do right because of the positions that they hold. Some people hold positions and fuck them off and do wrong at the end of the day. I was trying to look at these little white kids had him when he walked in the crowd see if anybody had a little long. Because <laughs> I just... And like all the white people in the stands is clapping and it's just it just irritates me. This video irritates me. I just want to slap all of them like fuck y'all. And as a parent, I just, I don't even know. Whatever. Fuck that man. Um, we gotta go. We, we in too deep. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was going to talk about Epic and, um, all these lawsuits coming from them stealing the dances. Oh yeah. Carlton. Carlton. Millie Rock. Kid. Millie Rock. Shoot. JB Block Boy. All these different people. Mm -hmm. Drop it like it's hot. Like all these different dances. They taking a lot of this creative material from black people uh, and making billions of dollars or some of the billions of dollars off of it. And the question becomes, how can the creative property of these black people uh, be, how can you get compensation from that? I mean, you can trademark it. Like, Carlton... Now, this is the problem. There's rules in how you trademark it. You can trademark a whole choreographed scene, but it's there's a, there's a limited amount of moves that can't be. So, when you talk about Millie rocking, mm -hmm. it don't have enough moves to be able to trademark it. Well, I mean, Carlton had the same, because his is just really the... Yeah, little... exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> All The only... Uh, probably that uh, that dance from Scrubs that Turk did. Mm -hmm. You remember that dance? Mm -hmm. The Poison to Poison, he did that dance. That's on there frame by frame. He probably could do that one, but then again, I don't know if that was his dance or somebody else's dance that he did. You know what I'm saying? So... It's just crazy when you can be synonymous. Like, it don't have a lot of mood, but when you see the Carlton dance, you know it's you the know Carlton exactly dance. what it is. When you see the Millie Rock, you know what the fuck that is. Even the Backpack Kids dance, and I can't even do that shit, but when I see it, I know it's the Backpack Kid dance. Like... This is going to... It's just, what it's going to do is it's going to create a whole new way that they handle creative property in this sense because mm -hmm. they're using stuff that traditionally could never get money for like we talking about shit like imagine like people would love to have been able to use like the cabbage patch oh, and the yeah. butterfly mm -hmm. and all that other shit like dances this kind of creative shit been around for a long time do we even know who came up with them shits like <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure the people back then know exactly who came yeah. up with it that was just Butterfly electric slide yeah uh, Let, even back for electric slide but like, electric slide it would seem to be a whole choreograph thing it got enough moves to actually trademark it as what it is the electric slide, slide. so the people that made the song came up with it then like I, I have no idea but i was gonna talk about that i was gonna talk about this uh border wall funding um uh, what that has now made fourteen point two million dollars. I know white people have been raising money. Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna talk about the black the um, <laughs> the man who tried to go cash his check and the they called the police on him at the bank. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> he can't cash his check. Y'all called the 
police on him for that shit? Bruh, all right. Um, so the uh, ladders to get over Trump's wall campaign is at $121,000. Um, hate just have more money <laughs> oh, yeah. than, um, than acceptance mm-hmm. all day long. That's just, that's just going to be a problem. Well, and I feel like a lot of times the people that hate have more money. Like, I feel like the people who would donate to the uh, ladders for the wall are going to be people who don't have a lot of money to donate yeah, to the people, shit. People on the uh, wall one are putting in $10,000 and yeah, shit. Yeah, like they got the money to do that. Money. Yeah. Hate ass, hateful ass people have money. <laughs> but anyway, um, we've hit the limit. You already got your cough syrup. <laughs> I know, yeah. I don't like being sick. I mean, who does? Anyway, <laughs> what else you got on your mind? You got anything else on your mind? Nah, Merry Christmas, because it'll be Christmas Day when this come out. Yep, Merry Christmas, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.